Hello, UCR. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, the time has officially come. We've been threatening this for a very, very long time. But, guys, it's here. We are going to discuss... Well, we're going to start to discuss the very long journey from Woodsboro to Windsor College to Hollywood and back to Woodsboro. We are following the story of one Miss Sydney Prescott. It has to be only one movie series. And we start with the original from 1996. <sighs> There's just not enough time in the day to discuss. There that. really isn't. Um, well, <laughs> let's let's start. I dressed for the part, guys. Just yes, quickly. We're yep. all. I am. Scream titties. This is a cool <laughs> shirt. I really like it. Shout out to group. Ah, look. She's no. uncensored. She's <laughs> I'm uncensored. uncensored. Sorry, guys. She's, she's on brand. She's representing. She's on so um, the first disparity we have to point out is that um, in Australia, Scream actually came out in 1997. Yes. It did. It when did. I was in grade nine. Yes. We were baby, baby spices. So let's <laughs> talk about the first time, without spoiling, the first time we saw Scream. We're going to start with Brooke today. Oh, oh gosh. You never start with okay. me. <laughs> I know. I like to keep things fresh. <laughs> um, I actually, and this is, I saw it at the cinemas when it came out. I wasn't big into horror, but all of my school friends were. So we <laughs> truanted school and uh, went to watch Scream at the movies. And it was fun times. Yeah. That's what's always yeah. starting. Okay, yeah. what about Miss Katie McCarthy? I feel like Scream was like my sexual awakening, and I'm not even kidding because there's so many beautiful people on screen. I think I was kind of attracted to everyone. Like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, he's pretty too. And just kind of figuring things out. And uh, let's see, 96, just starting to really get into horror. I was probably... This was probably one of my first horror movies along with Halloween, you know, just kind of starting to dip the toes in the horror pool. And I, I love this movie. It is one of my comfort horror movies. I can watch it Definitely. anytime, any day. It's still good. Even though I can quote pretty much every single line, it is still solidly one of my favorite films. I will never get sick of this film. What about you, Luke? My first viewing of Scream, so I didn't even know about the film and some girls at school, so they knew I was a big horror nut because I started really getting into Friday the 13th and stuff around high school time. And so this was in year nine, so I was 14. And they were like, you need to watch Scream. And and I missed it while it was at the theatres. So I had to get it on VHS when it was released later in 1997. And I ended up, becoming obsessed with that movie and it really made me go back into watching a lot of other old slashes because it just it it gave you that like buzz like oh, i really want to just know more now but all the references in the film 
even though I was pretty up there with my horror knowledge, but Scream just reinvigorated my lust for that knowledge. Ooh, lust. lust. Now, my first viewing of Scream, I had just turned old. No, was that, were we old enough to see it at the movies? Mm-mm. No. Even Scream 2, I had to get mum had, to take me. I had just seen it. So we were 14, right? Yeah, when it came out. 14. Yep. I we we went for my birthday party. One person was old enough, so in Australia you would have to be fifteen to see Scream. You had to be fifteen. So um, and back in the day they used to make you fill out a little bit of paper with your name and your birth date, so they could like you know fuck with people. And so I remember the the first part of it was, are we all going to get in? Because there was like eight of us all going, and we all did. So. Points in the, actually no it wasn't points it was Glendale Glendale so um, <laughs> yeah back when it was a new cinema um, and I just remember being utterly like spellbound by what happened in the next hour and fifty one minutes I like I hadn't seen a full like proper slasher movie like I'd seen bits and pieces I wasn't really a huge horror fan back then as as Katie said, little bits and pieces, like I'd seen The Exorcist and stuff like that, but not anything that was like totally opened my eyes and go, oh my God, what is this thing that we are watching? So I think it's fair to say that this movie um, really created a whole generation, if not generations of horror fans. Um, and also generations of horror fans that unlike today weren't afraid to do their homework because that's what this movie did for me was made me go, well, I don't know what that reference is about. I'm going to watch that movie. Then I'm going to watch this movie. Then I'm going to watch this movie. Then I'm going to watch this movie. So much so that you're like, oh, okay. Now I've seen a whole lot of movies and it's, yeah, it's Scream, Scream is um, up there. I'm going to save my rating for the end because, yeah. Oh. Okay. But yeah, it's a good time. Scream like, is definitely going to be one of the first horror movies I showed my kids. One hundred percent. Definitely. So, um, a little bit of um, you know, I guess trivia. If people don't already know, it is loosely based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Really, that of the Gainesville Ripper. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the the Gainesville Ripper murders. There's a new I documentary. I did not even know this. Well, there you go. There's a new documentary that's just coming out on um, Parrot, no Discovery Plus. So um, yeah, so that will be coming out soon. But I'm not going to take too. I'm not going to tell you too much about that because you might want to go and find that out yourself if you like to do research. So, um, Katie, do you have any little fun facts about pre-production? Pre-production, well, a little bit of, can I spoil it? You can I spoil start, it? There will, there will be massive spoilers, obviously. The movie well, is 20 something I'll, I'll try to give. Now. I'll try to give some that are, are not um, spoiling. Uh, Go for it. So the script sparked a major, major bidding war. Everyone wanted it. Everyone wanted it. It was between five movie, movie studios before uh, Dimension Films finally bought the the film for I believe it was four hundred thousand dollars, and that was in the nineties, and that was a lot of money. So you can only imagine what that is now. I'm not doing the math, but I'm sure it's probably close <laughs> to a million now. Um, think of some of your favorite horror directors. I know one of mine is Sam Raimi. 
and uh, he was uh, offered Scream, but he turned it down. So did George Romero. And actually, Wes Craven turned it down at first, too. He only came back on when uh, a certain blonde bombshell signed on to do it. Perhaps you know her name, Drew Barrymore. Perhaps you know her. A little bit. Uh, Drew's part took less than a week to film. If you know the if you know the film now, very let's, well. Let's let's <laughs> go. Let's be honest, because Drew was originally cast as Sydney Prescott. She was. I I was getting there. And uh, had to had had to basically leave the production because she couldn't commit to it. Right. To the full role. So she took on the role of our favorite Casey. And, and wasn't that the smartest move ever? We gotta talk about that in the sex. I hold you hold on to what's good. Now the part of Casey was done to just kind of uh divert the audience. And you'll find out why later on. Uh after Drew took on the part of Casey, the role was offered to such stars as Brittany Murphy and Reese Witherspoon, but eventually it went to our girl, Nev Campbell, who I think no one else could have Nev done it. <laughs> no one, no one could have done it, honestly. And I, I tried to picture Reese Witherspoon in that role. She's just too nice. She's well, we would never have got sequels if Reese no. did it. I'm too good for that now. Mm, yeah. You but, know, yeah, let's, let's not, not beat bad. around the bush. Horror was in a horrible, horrible position at this time in the late 90s. We were sequeled out. We were in space. We were in hell. We were jumping <laughs> bodies. We were, you know, we were doing all kinds of things to our horror icons. Or we were dead, you know. We just killed Freddy. Just like, poor yes. Freddy. Speaking of Freddy. <laughs> yep, you can, you can hold on to that one. That's cute. That's a cute moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this, this movie... I, I, it's it's hard to think what would have happened to horror if this movie had never gone ahead. Like, it would where be would we go? Completely different. It really would. We would, we would be in a different situation completely. Look, because... I was a I was a big like message board nerd back around this time. I was obsessed <laughs> with Friday the Thirteenth. So I was on a Friday the Thirteenth board. That's how I made friends with Mister Todd Farmer and ended up hanging out with him. A few Hi, times. Todd. I love you. Yeah, we love Todd. Um, <laughs> And so when Scream came out, everyone loved it, but then they didn't like the fallout. Like, oh, everything's so meta now. Like, everything's so self-referential. And But where else could we have gone at that point? So I think it was a necessary moment in horror history. Look, and it, it defi- yeah, it defined a generation. Like, I was just listening to a podcast then that the character of Randy Meeks, obviously played by... <laughs> Like I can't even like so so brilliantly played too. Randy's just like Randy is our hero. Gold. He's us. He is but us. He, he is yeah, he, he's the he, horror nerds. He was the audience. He was the audience's point of view. And that character kind of brought us forward for Dawson's Creek, for Buffy, for all of these, you know modern day takes on old school films and film tropes and all that kind of stuff. The whole meta thing is because of Randy and Kevin Williamson. Like mm-hmm. pretty much. We saw it here and it's amazing. But anyway, mm-hmm. should we just jump into the nitty gritty and start talking about the movie? Because well, it's a movie that we all love. Well, let's start here. <laughs> you know, credit Dimension Films. Scream. 
What was the Tommy Weinstein? <laughs> what was you the can't movie? Get away from it. What was the movie originally called, y'all? Scary, scary movie. movie. A it much better choice movie. to switch it. A much better choice. Right. I think yeah. it definitely tells you what kind of movie movie you're in for, but there are so there are certain moments in your life that you never forget. I will never forget this scene. Agreed. No. That was when I became obsessed. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, it's so intense. And it was something that I think we, especially our age group, hadn't seen. And I I don't think that the horror audiences of latter day were ready for. Like, this, even though Drew Barrymore was on the comeback trail, like, she was, this is a year after she flashed her titties to David Letterman. Um... Yeah, she, was she was a big name to be doing a project she's just, like this. Yeah, she's just like, starting out. And for all intent, like, I mean, it's her face on, on the posters yeah. and stuff. Like, it's yeah. her face. Like, mm-hmm. you're expecting her to be the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. But the idea and it of, was billed as Drew Barrymore. Yeah, how much name. cat and mouse. And, like, I, I can still remember the feeling in the theatre when this was happening. Like, people were gobsmacked it's one of those moments where there was no sound and look like that first drop when the phone rings there's a scream and it all started out and then it just turned on the phrase i want to know who i'm looking at yeah and then and i think you can feel the collective audience's guts drop straight to their assholes and go oh god and don't forget this movie is full of iconic lines. And this mm-hmm. one lives in infamy. It'll never die. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even mm-hmm. use it. What's <laughs> your favorite scary movie? <laughs> it's my best Roger, um, Roger impression, you know? It's all good. But that I think that changed the game. Just that, that split second of, I want to know who I'm looking at, changed the game. I was like, oh, God. You know what well, that whole like... opening scene sort of captured that intensity of like the final battle between the final girl and the and killer. It's the beginning but of the it movie. wasn't <laughs> but it but there was that dread there because you kind of know by the end of the film okay like this chick's going to be the one who comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Like you really felt like oh this is not going well. This is not good. All this movie has <laughs> taught me now is that I would probably survive this this asshole's game because I am a walking wealth of knowledge of horror. He still would have killed her. Come on. I'm a final girl. Mark my words. I think Drew was, uh, Drew. (laughs) I think Casey was, poor Casey Becker was always going to end up in the body count. But the way that it happens is still, I watched it again. I did a rewatch last night. And no matter how many times you watch it, it is like, dude, like it still gets it. And you know, it's a, her big football player boyfriend that's going to kick your ass. He's big and he plays football and he's going to kick the shit out of you. Mm, well, anyways, <laughs> his death was I a I think lot. you were quoting Carmen Electra's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get him confused. I, I did not say that, but anyways. <laughs> um, his death was a lot gorier. Yes, there was a lot more gory death. The whole, this whole, the NPA was all over this. Mm. Like, meh wanted to like rip it apart and take there was Casey's death was gorier. 
Yeah. But I think it was so dark and horrific. How do you make Casey's death gorier? That thing that haunts me to this day. Like this movie doesn't it's worse. I think it's worse now that you're older as well. Like when you like obviously once she gets attacked and we play our horror movie trivia game, which becomes synonymous with the actual the film. The scariest moment, or the most, the most heartbreaking moment, in is when she can see her parents, and she tries to scream out to them, and she uh, can't. See, the part for me is and the mom picking up the phone off. and going, "Casey, baby!" Like as a parent now, I can't even imagine like listening to your child die on the phone. And, and they've done that in the other, in another film that came at the same time as Scream was Eye for an Eye with Sally Field, and it's just, just just disgusting thing to hear it's just and, awful and you yeah, know that the, and you know her dad understands what's happening like the mother's just horrified and dad's like go just go and then you look up and there she yeah, that's the mckenzie's <laughs> fun fact uh there's another movie that tells uh the people to go to the mckenzie's house what movie is it halloween h20 there yes. you go little throwbacks <laughs> there we go i win um <laughs> I and they also use a soundtrack for this film for h20 as well yes well <laughs> if we ever discuss h20 we're going to talk we're going to talk a lot about a movie that we thought was amazing and then the more you find out about it you're like oh oh a movie that oh. never would have happened if this movie didn't happen Let's this, be honest. This movie opened a lot of doors for a lot of scary movies. This movie so, got Jamie Lee moist again. Paul Casey <laughs> and Steve, they are out. And within they the first, what, 10, 10 minutes, I think it is, that whole... Oh, like, oh did you guys you think watch... Drew was going to be the final girl? Well, this is the thing. Uh, and I, I, I kind of did when I watched the it. Podcast I didn't I think she was going to die. I thought yeah. she was going to get out of this and and be the main character, you know, and have this stalker attack her for the rest of the movie while mm-hmm. everyone else died. Well, that was the good. podcast I was just listening to made a really good point. Is that at that age, you don't really, unless you're like, I don't know, a big Hollywood nerd, you don't really understand the levels of fame that much. Mm-hmm. So I knew who Drew Barrymore was, but I also knew who Nev Campbell was. Right. At the same time. Like, and Nev Campbell was on TV every week this time, and Drew Barrymore was having a random comeback. So you're like, oh, okay, it could be. But I, by the time we started, you know. Well, she was the I think draw. she wasn't coming back. You don't bounce back from that. The whole point of her character was to uh, confuse the audience, you know, because you'd think, oh, Drew Barrymore's the big star. She's going to hang on. Wrong. Dead. Okay, time. so they are gone and gust and dust done and dusted literally. Gutted slash gone. Gutted slash thrown around. Yeah. We meet probably next to Jamie Lee Curtis. The the final girl. She's my final girl. I put, I put her on top. As over, Sydney Prescott. She I put yeah, her over Laurie. She's my girl. She's, she's my, my girl. girl she's all my the way. I think because and it's and it's not so much Jamie's fault either, but Jamie's complicit in all of this. That Laurie has had a few 
different narratives that just don't mesh and the characters being a little bit different in each of these narratives whereas Sydney's consistent so you really feel that connection with Sydney this is a journey we've rode with her whereas you know Laurie's copped off got back on see so, yeah where, where Halloween started out where Halloween started out as the Laurie Strode story Scream has always been the Sydney Prescott story yep and it's, it it happened because of Sid, because of Sydney. Do you know what I mean? She is the catalyst of it all. And I yep. think the difference between Laurie and Sydney is while they're both victims, I feel like Laurie chooses to be more of a victim. Sydney's traumatized. Don't get me wrong; that girl's in therapy, but she is choosing not to succumb to her trauma. Uh, look, I give Jamie that though too. That was a big thing she wanted when she did H two O. She wanted to show. PTSD and the effects of trauma. So she had the alcoholism and stuff, but it was all glamorous, you know, seeing her in a suit with perfectly styled hair, like, oh, I'm just going to sneak a naughty drink while I'm at work. Um, but when they did the newer film, she really went there. She's like, you know, most people that are fucked up from bad shit look like shit, live like shit, and, and she's doing right. all that. And, you know, yeah. that's that's the way some people deal with trauma. Some people are more Sydney and they kind of buck up and kind of go for it. And some people really just can and both are valid. They are. And, uh, again, this, the, I'm, I'm going to drop their, their, um, the name of their podcast because it's so good. If you guys really enjoy horror movies and like deep, deep dives, Halloweenies, the podcast you need to listen to their scream podcast. Let me have a look at it. This is just part one. Um, I'll bring it up. Sorry, excuse me. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. I love, I love a good fellow horror podcast. Right. Scream, their Scream podcast goes for two hours and 59 minutes. Oh, wow. Halloween is our sisters go. now. Yeah, Halloween <laughs> I love, and they, they break it down from pre production to post-production to everything they do sequels so halloweenies we love you i love you <laughs> i love you i'm about to um, love you because i'm gonna dive in yeah and all of their other screams are two-parters after that so <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna keep you for three hours though kids it's all right I mean, um we can we, <laughs> we could we could but <laughs> like, let's talk let's that. talk a little bit more about nev campbell obviously famous for party of five at this point and i think that that really helped her the fact that she is an actress and not just a pretty face. Because again, Halloween is pointed out a lot of Nev's a lot of Nev's shots are close-ups. And in a horror genre, that's not necessarily true. When you think about Friday the 13th and other movies like other series like that, you don't necessarily get a facial close-up for a lot of a lot of things. And because her acting is so strong. Like I watched it again. And went, God damn! Like you deliver, girl. And you can. I think the thing is, you see her process. Yep. Process information. She's not just going. And the next line is this. I will <laughs> react here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm obviously a Nev fan, girl. So what else? Who else? Who else well, has got something? No, to say about I love Nev too, and <laughs> I. I like that she. She's. She's a girl's girl. I mean, she's relatable. Like you, you like you really feel like okay. I went to high school with that girl. Like she's not just some unobtainable supermodel, just diva. She is just like she's your neighbor. She is the girl in your class. I think that's fantastic. I 
I love characters that feel more real to you than just some token horror movie character. Uh huh. And we also meet. Now I, we all thought he was a Johnny Depp clone, right? Uh, yeah. The Johnny our, Depp oh. machine had exploded and spat out a ski Ulrich. Oh, I'm slipping. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> sexual awakening. Oh my god! Look at that, look at it though. Look at the um the polo and a t-shirt underneath. Oh. What's going on with Nev's eyes though? She's just like, oh yeah. Well, he was about She's to get acting. <laughs> Leave her alone. Dad was knocking <laughs> at the door. He was also like mid balls deep. She's probably trying to recover. No, that was when Dad was coming She's to the door. She's still a virgin like, then, Katie. Gosh. Yeah. Such a tease. Yeah, so... <laughs> can we just talk I, about... Look, we, we need to talk about, about line, Billy. Right. We, we need to talk about Billy first, though, because okay. as soon as you saw that dude, you're like, he's a killer. Right? Like, I thought for sure. I'm like, there's no way that this guy's innocent of anything. Oh, wait. what? Remind me what he says to her when he crawls in the window. You've been watching he? The Exorcist. And thought and of you. Edited for TV. It's made us sort of think about it. PG-13. Yeah. Does that not part, scream to you? All the good parts were cut out. You're like, oh. Does that not scream to you? Hey, he might be a sociopath. <laughs> a little bit. Like, well, yeah, I, was watch, I was watching the, uh, the Exorcism, you know, the, the scene uh, where she. Exorcist. With a, I'm sorry, the Exorcist. Crucifix. And they didn't even show the crucifix go in. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we get an iconic, iconic line and moment at the end of this. Would you settle for a PG thirteen relationship? Brooke, would you settle for a PG thirteen relationship? God, (laughs) no, I liked it too much. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Yeah, we all know who Brooke is in this cast, but it's okay. (laughs) She ain't Sydney. I, yeah, I am is. not Sydney Prescott, guys. I, I, <laughs> I think Billy Loomis was probably one of my first crushes. He's just so pretty. He, but he's that, he's got that bad boy thing because he'd been in the craft before this. So yeah, you know. I hadn't seen the craft yet. But and that, he was a doucheberry. He was. I always but, thought he's a bit skinny, but he's very pretty. I like skinny boys. Yeah, he's so very I pretty boy. Was we he? know. Pretty and menacing. That's the way we like it. Like my girl's thick and my boy's skinny. Sorry. So we get to school next day. And of course we meet. Oh, Rose. The one and only Tatum Riley. (laughs) Played. Played. Exclusively wonderfully by Rose McGowan. Again. Probably yeah. one of my first crushes. <laughs> Look, I will give this to Rose that she she played. So she was kind of meant to be like the bimboy best friend, right? But she was very layered. Like obviously, it's good writing as well. Kevin Williamson is an amazing writer. Wes Craven is an amazing director. But Rose really bought these different layers. Like she wasn't just a ditzy bimboy friend. She had a she was very protective of her mm-hmm. friend she was um she was a, quite an em- empathetic girl and mm-hmm. she wasn't an idiot either she was smart no she so, was very smart she yeah her well, relationship with I think her it's brother important to realize me. that no one in this movie is an idiot like, um <laughs> they're not oh. but they're not they're not well, like they play know, into friday, the tropes because they're not they're friday sort of... the 13th part seven oh, i've heard a strange noise i'm gonna wander outside 
or when Lauren Marie Fair went enough. and thought, oh, these brown panties are sexy. Sorry, Lauren. I love you so much. <laughs> you even know, girl. You know. <laughs> I, I say, I'd, I'd argue Randy is, well, he's not stupid. He's naive. I'll, I'll give you that. He's naive. I'll give you that. the box. And, okay. I'll, I'll, all right. I'll let you have that one. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we also meet a couple of other characters. Another icon. <laughs> Oh, Gail. One and only, Ms. Gail Weathers. Wasn't she just the best bitch in a movie? The best bitch. They weren't sure she could do a bitch, and she's like, oh, watch. Oh, watch. She was great. And if you need further proof, if anyone has not seen her TV show, Dirt, oh, my God. She goes from bitch to cunt in that show. She's loose. Lucy Spiller is the oh, devil. Is the oh, okay. devil. So if you enjoyed her in as Gail in this, Lucy's next level. Like Lucy's evil. But it's did good. you did you recognize another reporter in that uh little Yeah. How's it feel to be on a spreadly butcher? How's it feel? Who was it? That was Linda Blair. We already talked about The Exorcist. We did. <laughs> and we Linda got Blair. So there's a couple of Exorcist references straight up. So we know this movie's really aware no, of itself. The movie's done its homework before it started. Like, it's literally started. It, it oh, has yeah. these little horror pockets that people go, ooh, fun Easter eggs. Now, Courtney, I only knew at this point <laughs> from Masters of the Universe. Really? Because most other people would know would have known her from Friends by then. I oh, I, I knew really, her more from Masters too, actually. To be honest, I didn't really get talks. to watch Friends because it was on a night that I was not home. So mm. I saw, I think I saw the first season, but more recognizable for me was going, oh, she's the girl from Masters of the Universe. And Courtney sort of had like a slasher chase scene in that movie too, where she's screaming and running and saying, help me from these monster things. And so it kind of wasn't a huge leap when I saw her in this. I'm like, yeah, she can do horror. Like she knows how to be a scream queen. <laughs> I liked, I, Gail is probably my second favorite character in this beautiful who's your favorite is it sid's obviously it's sydney i, I who, think who, who is everyone's favorite character real quick around the room i think it has to be sydney right it's I think sydney. 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 sydney okay top five sydney gail and Dewey, then of course Randy. we meet we meet <laughs> Dewey. deputy Dewey riley tatum's oh, big look brother how handsome and young was David so, that's what was. i was like he was such a baby He's looking back, looking back there, I was like, "You were such a baby face." I never got it because I was obviously a lot younger than him. When everyone's saying he's like handsome and stuff, and I'm like, he, "Really? Is he? He, he really is." So yeah. I definitely yeah. had a Dewey crush. Dewey crush. <laughs> would you have Dewey babies? Would you have I would. Dewey bubs. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But 100%. I think that that this whole uh, teen ensemble cast was was great. There's obviously obviously Randy, Stu, and Billy there as well. Well, we um, haven't mentioned Stu. Yet, we haven't mentioned Stu. He's a very <laughs> he's a very interesting character, isn't he? Oh, he is. He says, "My besides the what's your favorite scary movie line, he has my favorite line in this film. It'll come later." Yeah, but but I kind of feel Stu was favorite. the bridge between Billy and Randy. He was the in betweener. Yeah. 
Here's the but reason. It's very high all... school. That's what I mean. It was very yeah. high school. You're friends with friends who are friends with friends. All right. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think this group of people would have hung, hung out, out a lot together. No. Do you know what I mean? It was That's... because Tatum and and, and, and Sydney, Sydney were, were friends. friends. And then they Stuart, had their boyfriends yeah. that obviously yeah. they I think Stuart, Stuart, um, Randy were friends and, and Stuart and Billy were friends. It wasn't like that there was this organic group that happened, but that was very much high school. Okay. All right, here we go. Mary fuck kill. And oh, right. Randy, of... Billy, Stu, go. Oh. Well, kill I think... Randy, fuck <laughs> Billy, and probably marry Stu. No, actually, no, marry Randy, kill Stu, fuck Billy. Endlessly, maybe I should marry him. Being, I don't know. This is yeah, getting too don't complicated. Want to be fucking murdered either. Like, well, no, that would probably be a bummer. You're safe with Randy. <laughs> I think I would agree. I think I would agree. Yeah, you just got to go with like Billy's just that that cute that you know yeah. that left the bad hangover of, the, hangover of the 80s cute. Really bad, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kills gonna... your mum. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> just gonna Jeez. just fuck the shit out of Billy. I'm going to marry Randy when I'm done with Billy. And if Stu ever comes around, I'm going to fucking kill him. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> and Brookie? Brookie, where do you stand with this sick shit? <laughs> I'm like, look, I don't want to kill anyone because, look, I'm too pretty to you go got to prison. You, you got um, it. But There's look, no why do I have to? Can't I just invite them all around and just shut them Do a gangy? No. Just do a gangy? No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Mary Fuck Hill for a reason. Make I'm like, it a party. I, I don't like to follow rules, Katie McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so we, we, jumped from, we jumped from our <laughs> high school cuteness. Of course, we have one of the stranger cameos of Mr. Henry Winkler. Oh, this was strange. As the principal. <laughs> this broke my heart. G'day, Fonzie. How are you, man? I can't. <laughs> I can't. And oh, we boys. get this is the first hint that we get that something's up with Sydney as well. She was daughter of, and that's all we get. And then Tatum, of course, said in this scene, it's the worst they've, they've seen. It's it's really bad. <laughs> and the face she pulls as she walks away is gold. I'm like, you go. It's the worst it's 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 bad. <laughs> She's out. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should put my foot in it. How, how do we feel about Principal Hembry? He, I thought uh, he was the killer. That's, uh, it was creepy, wasn't it? Initial, like the way that he touched yeah. his face. And I was just like, yeah. My initial thing was like, dude, he's got to be the slasher. No. And that was my initial go-to. <laughs> I actually didn't. But I didn't, I didn't think he was going to be anything more. I thought maybe he was going to be a, 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 what's the word? Like a, a red decoy. Yeah, red herring. <laughs> oh, he. Um, and I what? thought he, but I didn't think what was going to happen to him happened. No, neither did I. I didn't. I didn't think he was the killer, but I also didn't think he was going to get what he got. <laughs> Which was a lot of knife wounds to the chest. Yeah, but look, there's and looking back now, like even last night, that fountain scene, like where it's like, it gives a, it's a lot of exposition, but it's done in a really good way really well written way where you don't feel like you're going and then this happened but i was not there blah 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 do you know what i mean like mm -hmm. even though i didn't kill anybody nobody said you did it's like ah okay <laughs> so we'll play this game while we're going who killed casey and steve oh well there's oh are we doing ooh. spoilers straight up because people should but they said it didn't they come on they said it yeah 
They did, but people should have seen Scream by now as people well. It's still. And if they haven't, it's still. I'm pretty problem. sure it was. No, it, was Stu, it can't be Stu because Stu was uh, Stu was with Tatum. But didn't. But wasn't uh, Stu pissed that Casey turned him down or something like that? Yeah, so yeah, Billy but... killed him. Oh, killed her for him. And this is the this is the conversation that Halloween has had. Uh-huh. This this probably started out as it. some kind of strangers on a train mo- moment. I hate my girlfriend. You hate your girlfriend or your ex girlfriend. Let's kill each other's girlfriends, and then it turns into this fucking moment of. All right. Well, since, since we're still too. going that way, um... <laughs> it, it, so if it's that way, it, all of that had to be Billy. That yeah. first. Yeah. So, and it would actually make sense with the brutality of it too, actually. Yeah. When you watch the different attacks back, and again, especially in Scream 2, you can tell, I think you can tell who was, who was under the mask at the, same, at the same time. But we jump into now probably, I think, my favourite scene of the movie, where Sydney first deals with Ghostface. Like, fucking iconic. And this is where she's like... You're like, oh my god, she's gonna get like, she just turns it around straight away. She she's like, nah, yeah? bruh, not, see me? not my yeah? game, not my game. But the the face, the face acting, I can't get over it. Now that it's been pointed out to me, as soon as like, as that that turn of the diamond, she's like, like she's like, oh fuck, this is serious. Like that moment, <laughs> those moments where you're like, oh, like Nev Campbell, gold mm-hmm. star. And bitch can fight. Like, from the get-go. From the get-go, you were not going to get one over on Sydney Prescott, I think. Like, from that explosion out of the <laughs> out of the, the cupboard behind her, the closet, sorry. And she she was just <laughs> in it. And I love that, you know, some big wrestling girl who can't act, she would be always running up. I'm running up the stairs, but she's running out the front door. And she ran and up she the stairs. But because people that's, do that's, they panic. That's the satire. That's the satire <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. But I did notice for the first time last night there is a um a jump cut where she the doors closed. She turns around, the doors open, he comes back, the doors closed. And I've never noticed that before in my twenty something years of viewing the movie. So I watch mean, that. <laughs> you you know for a fact that it's Stu chasing her because of the Is door. It yes, because it's uh, well, number one, because of the door, because Billy knows that her door does that because she uh, did it when uh, he snuck in her window the night. But could it not before. be both of them? Well, he could. He's probably there because he jumps right into the window afterwards too. I'm he sure he's waiting. there, but I don't. And has the that. phone like hello. Yeah, so maybe. So Stu's is Billy the... making? Is Billy making the calls and Stu's doing the stabby? That's what I'm saying. Probably this time. Or trying yeah. to stab. Trying. But Sydney was not having it. Sydney Prescott was nope. not having that. Can we also talk about um her like basically instant messaging nine one one? Like oh, we, we, we need to we need to we've kind of jumped past a big plot point that is, you know, a big turner for the series. We find Sorry. out just through the television that Sydney's mother was raped and murdered a year earlier by a allegedly by a man named Cotton Weary, who was, um, you know, found guilty. And Gail Weathers is trying to get Cotton out of jail. So that's that's big for later. 
Yes. But and, yeah. uh, Sydney the, is the star witness that put him yeah, away. Sydney is the star witness because she was in the house. And that's and why this, there's a lot of tension and, between Gail and Sydney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, hello, would you still live in the house where your mother was brutally raped and murdered? Uh, apparently. Probably in today's climate you would because it's really hard. Yeah, to it's really hard to find a house, but like, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what's going through the dad's head. Like, let's just stay here. Well, not a lot, obviously. It's the year anniversary of his wife's brutal rape and murder in that house and he's leaving his daughter by herself. that piece. Oh, there's the idiot <laughs> of the film. Good dad award. <laughs> Good Found dad him. award. Found him. So, yeah, obviously, Sydney, Sydney evades the killer. Um, and, yeah, 911 for the deaf. Hey. Oh, is that what it was? Yes, yes that's what it is. Yeah. I just learned something, folks. Oh my god! There you go. Yeah, it's actually well, an interfa- it's, interfa- it's a phone interface for people who are deaf or was for you know back in the day. MS DOS. Happy, mm. happy. I just wow. There you go. Blow your mind. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me that. As Billy, I really explodes know. through the window again. <laughs> he explodes a lot in this movie, right? doesn't he? he? Does sure does. He drops that phone. It, I was like, it's over. I'm like, call it off. Done. It's him. <laughs> I have no doubt that it is this dude, right? It now, is this dude. Do you think he did that on purpose? Yep. Yep. You think it was like a planting it there? Yep. I do you... don't know if it was on purpose. I think it could have been an accident because why would Sydney care? Why would Sydney care if Stu was trying to kill her? That's true. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd take personal offense to someone. Because that, that, I think, I, and again, though. again, thanks to Halloweenies. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Halloweenies, we figured out that Stu, uh, Billy called Stu as his phone call from the jail. Oh, really? Remember, remember later in the movie, Sydney goes, who did you call? Mm-hmm. And he said, my dad. And then Sydney's like, no. Chef Burke called your dad, I was there. I didn't ah. get that, so. So there you go. Halloweenies is living it up this podcast. I was like, that's right. They oh. did do that. What was that? So we get to see um, Deputy Dewey at work. Ah! It's gone. Oh my God. <laughs> Dewey and Tatum. Brother, sister, like, totally, so, right? So fucking good mobs is why i wear that badge you have to treat me like a man of the law <laughs> <laughs> and she's just a little sister to the two right she's just a little sister as, as a little sister i can vouch i would treat my brother like that too <laughs> but of course another iconic moment happens i'll send you a copy oh bam bitch went down Damn, <laughs> I'll send you a coffee. Oh, <laughs> and we know that Sydney's got a mean right hook. Like mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like so many. Well, of Sydney's these final... already fought the bloody killer. Yeah, by so many point. of these final girls. Oh, no, she's like, oh. <laughs> Just, no, Sydney wasn't having it. She's like, don't fuck with me, slut. Like I will punch. <laughs> I will punch those crispy bangs <laughs> off your fuck face. You and those me, cocks. Oh. Those, fo- those foils are going straight out your head. You're gone. Goal, uh, uh, goal. Gail, you should have kept those bangs. Those were working for you. Yeah. 
let's actually let's talk about how the all the cast look back. We talked about David Arquette. He looked cute, but like Nev looked like that. We all we touched on that too. That really girl next door youthful innocent look mm-hmm. but yeah gail had that bitch look oh my she god <laughs> she's gorgeous in this movie hmm. my yeah. cat just snuck up behind me I had a heart attack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> katie's pussy set her off again there he is. <laughs> Jesus, oh, I'm just like looking at the camera and I just see something behind me. I'm like, on air screenies. Jesus. So yeah, and then we, we get a, a, another really. I don't know. I I like I like the phone the phone calls in this first movie. It's like, oh god, what's gonna happen next? And yeah, that next time where Bill, where where she's at Tatum's house. You know, chilling, and then this killer will just not let up. So that's obviously Stu. Yes, yeah, because Billy's in jail. So Billy probably told Stu to call. Yeah, yeah. I like playing this backwards, like <laughs> retconning of who to find. What do you think, what? Loki? You think, like, I think I'm going to eat your face while you die, bitch. He's like you, next bitch. Pops a little right claw. There. there he is, Ghostface. Pops a little claw. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sydney goes to school the next day. Who does that? Mate, she must be a good Hey, student. I stayed at work after I got bashed on the hospital grounds. I still went to work. And I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't well, have done it. Well, I did. School. So let's I not would... judge Sydney. People are different, okay? I'm not Sid- judging. I think Sydney's okay, a good student. I'm not student. judging her. I'm not judging her. I'm asking how, like... She's resilient. Her mum's already died. Is this really the worst thing say, that's fucking happened? She's not an absentee. Yeah. She's it's going. Chosen. She's going for that fucking. Yeah. Going for that year. perfect attendance. I want, yeah, perfect attendance. I, Thank you. You're welcome. I think it shows a resilience. It, it sets a tone for her character that she's not just going to back down and fall into a heap. She won't be when all of these things happen. I, I feel yeah. like it's it, it goes a long way to describing mm-hmm. her character to the people watching. That's a good point. And we get we get a Billy, uh, Billy, a Billy and Sydney reunion. <gasps> oh yes, cringy. Okay. And then when they redid it with Tori Spelling, <laughs> oh, it was the best. Don't but, talk about that. No way, that's the Don't next level. We'll so cute. Like but like, next even th- you're like, oh, you were just so creepy. It's like, mm. like why? Like I would just never, I would never be alone with you again. I, I would know, just kick him either. in the dick and run away. Kick him yeah. in the dick and run away. You don't think you did it, did you? But we have one yeah, of Luke's favourite scenes coming up. Fuck yeah, I do think you scene. did it. Sydney in the bathroom. All right. Oh. So let's with, talk yes. about this one. With I'm amazing actresses. Who was in the bathroom? I think oh. that's true. I think that's got to be Stu. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I so that's Stu. You. And then that other chick, the blonde cheerleader, was like in her 30s, but that's okay. Homicide is <laughs> out. That's okay. <laughs> so suicide yeah, is out. Homicide is much healthier. Like, where do you where get, you get, get the shit? shit? Ricky Lake. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I, no, really, really, I, re- I really, 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 really hope that they have found those two actresses. And kill them for the, the new, new one. one, and they're just playing soccer mums. They're, they're like they, oh. they have to be mums. They have to be mums in in the new movie. Should they die or should they just be they random characters? They should get fucking brutally murdered. Brutally oh murdered. Because she Could was such imagine? a she's like, maybe she's a slut, just like her mother. Like her mother. 
That is terrible. Oh, I know. And it's, it's, yeah, like that, worst, it's that teenage terrible. worst moment of hearing what everyone thinks about you. Like, you know, at that, that moment, if, if I were Sydney, I would just try to make it awkward or something. Just like, you know, just like make a fart Or just or killed those bitches. Away. The killer was just here. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I would just try to make them just like, oh. Just like but again, get she comes out of that bathroom, and you get you get what she's feeling when she looks in the mirror and says "pathetic" and looks at herself. Yeah, it's like, damn, bitch! Like, why are you so good at your job? Like, <laughs> I know that like you dealt with trauma every week on bloody party of five, man. Those <laughs> kids should have just ended it straight up. Like, no, I never saw. But who didn't that. love? Who did, I would have showed who up. Who did not love Party Five? If you are, especially, it was a great <laughs> show when we it. were teenagers because you know how when you're a teenager, I have never you got watched a lot it of, properly. I've just you had a lot of emotions. You need to sit and watch Party Five. I still haven't watched it properly. I know. I know. Party Five gave us Lacey Chabert, so I kind of feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hello. No one cares about Jennifer Love Hewitt. I do. No. Fine. Sorry, I'm gonna take. Give me Lacey so and Neb. Done. Party of Five is responsible for a lot of casting in like the early 2000s, like late <laughs> 90s. They, a lot of Especially their, their the cast was very pro- uh, prolific as opposed to a show like Buffy, which was more popular, but their cast wasn't as popular. Oh, like Alison even... Hannigan did American Pie. Seth yeah, but Green it, I'm talking like even people that play oh, random boyfriends on Party of oh. Five have gone on to have movie careers and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, yeah. I mean, if you're going to com- compare the two, who said, nah, do it another time. Yeah. Do it yeah. another time. Let's talk about the movie. So you hear, uh, you see our favorite principal say, uh, you know, hello to Fred. And who is Fred but Wes Craven? Dressed in a Freddy. What do you call body. me? <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Fred. It was a cute cameo. He did a cameo. And did he do one in all of his films? Mm. The first two he definitely did. I, I wouldn't have he... done one in Curse. Ooh. I wouldn't have. That, that wouldn't have saved that, it. That, let's, let's talk. We'll talk about stinkers of the week for a while ago. Mm. That wouldn't have saved ago. it. That nothing could have saved that. Not one damn thing. Yeah, but Principal Hembry shows he's a bit of a hard ass and expels. Expels? That was a, that was a lot, wasn't it? I thought was it was a lot. a lot. And hold on. Uh, these oh, but come are, on. Someone's mom's dead and then some other people are dead. they're running like... through the halls in the screen masks. And Principal is not having it. Calls them little shits. Little shits. <laughs> they sensitize little shits. Still little shits. And the way he's swinging around those scissors. Yeah. Man, number oh. one, who the Fuck has scissors that big just sitting around. <laughs> My That's God. Why I thought he was a killer. And he's just like, <laughs> he's whipping him around like he doesn't care what happens to him. Yeah. It was wild. So, of course, in true American style, school gets canceled because there's a serial killer. <laughs> Let's have a party. <laughs> what? But, you know, what film haven't we seen that happen in? That happens. <laughs> I they've done it in Halloween. I hate to, yeah, they've look, done it. In... A lot. Of, there was a lot of criticism about the kids. Um, later on, when they find out the principal Hembry is murdered, which he like, does get murdered. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, what would, who would do that? But um, my Let's principal. Let's go see actually, his body. <laughs> my principal actually committed suicide, and it was a big, it was a big dramatic moment at school. So I do understand, like the. 
he was I wasn't at school. He didn't get gutted and hunt for a flagpole or whatever. But you know. yeah, that was wild. Uh, was, but I think teenagers wild. respond to shit really inappropriately because that's their coping mechanisms. Yeah, well. especially especially as someone you who know? is a you know authority figure. And yeah. did anyone else think he kind of overacted his death? Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I mean, number one, I'm upset because you just killed the Fonz. But sorry. I thought you were meant to think that, like, yeah, as, as it was leading to think, he is a decoy, a possible killer. And then when you see when he's actually dying, he's like this really quite... I'm really dying! <laughs> no, like a really quite a, like, wimpish man in a way. Like, he didn't yeah. even fight back or nothing. He was just like, ah! There was not really a whole lot he could <laughs> fight that back about. He's tiny. That was Billy. <laughs> oh, you could. Come on. He, he couldn't have done too much. He was done was for. Bad. But, yeah, he over... Arthur Fonzarelli, you well, overdid right. that. Unintentionally funniest <laughs> moment in the film. Arthur Fonzarelli's death. No, no. When um, Tatum and Sydney are talking on the um, porch about maybe Sydney was wrong about seeing Cotton. And mm. they're like, okay, yeah, cool. Serious moment. They go inside. <laughs> There's ghost face in the bushes. <laughs> I was like, ah, ah. like, got caught mid, mid stride. He's like, ooh. <laughs> well, then, what you meant to think at that point then was like Tatum bad and trying to gaslight Sydney. Like it was, it was not Ooh. a badly done mystery. That's what I was sure. thinking at the time. I was like, is this bitch messing with her friend now? Like, can we talk real quickly about the soundtrack of this movie? Because ah, oh, yeah. Red Hot. Who didn't love the Scream soundtrack? I used to play it all the time. So good. Uh, red right here. I love Nick Cap, but you know. I I I, lo- I love Nick. That uh, cave, sorry. Uh, and Alice Cooper. School's out for summer. Not yep. here. Not his version of the soundtrack. No, they couldn't afford it, Alice. Oh, that's right. Mm, not his what? version of the soundtrack. Okay, so obviously before the party, you got to get videos because it was the nineties, and this it fills me with glee, like that. Whole blockbuster. Uh, it's meant to be blockbuster, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's meant to be blockbuster. <sighs> that whole scene between Randy, Stu, and Billy. Cute. Cute as. Just a cute moment. I was like, yep. You're it was totally 90s. Like, who remembers? And that's when I first was like, oh, movies to go and stay to friends. Okay. Uh, <laughs> was anyone else just horribly offended that Billy's out here flirting with other girls? Well, our girl Sydney. No, because I like, feel like that was the kind of dude he was. I was offended. Like, how could you do that to our girl? Did you feel outraged, Katie? Would you outraged. stand in the horror section? Did it make outraged. you want to become a rad femme? And of course, <laughs> <laughs> look we what get I another. Did. We get another iconic line. There's a formula to it. <laughs> a very simple formula. Anyone? I, I, I like you going here. Do it. Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> no, bro. That was that was in the video shop. Oh yeah, well, but that's Randy though doing the that. Video line. shop. That's Randy. Still, Rand- you can see you can hear him saying everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Everyone's a suspect. Spitting. Lots of spit in this movie. Yeah, you got really passionate about that. That was really good acting. Mm-hmm. Uh. So <laughs> it's party time at the biggest house in the world that I've ever seen. Dream home. Yeah. Dream home, right? What and is that house? How beautiful that, that house was. I love that you can now stay on it at Air, I was just Airbnb. Say, is it Randy's house that's principal on Randy's Airbnb? Randy's house. And um, for there was a competition earlier this year that you stay there. You get, you're welcomed by David Arquette. 
dressed as Dewey. So he is dressed as Dewey. He welcomes you to the Airbnb and sometime ah. during that night you get a phone call from Ghostface. How oh, much money crazy. does it cost? I know. I would it. have sold my soul, I reckon. For that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Will they do it next year? <laughs> I don't that know. Would be amazing. It was all promo for the new movie, which they are going all out with, which is amazing. Oh. It's so good to see. Mongrels. So it is it is high school party, but small high school party. Like really what? 15, 20 people there. Mm. You rock on. Of course, yeah. Gail Weathers shows up uninvited after she's tried to seduce Dewey. I think it's I think it's cute though, but I th- it's really genuine because we've got to remember that Courtney Cox and David Arquette met on this movie by the second one they were married, right? Uh, they were they were married least, or they were dating by the second They were dating one. at least. Yeah. Uh, and then by the fourth movie, they were divorced. Like, it's, <laughs> you watch the whole span of this relationship. It's cool. But I, be- I believe that relationship between those two. I think it's very cute. They're flirty. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're still very professional. Good. They still work together even though. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, want to, I want to read you the, this, the host description on uh, this house. Hey there, I'm Sheriff Dewey Riley, Woodsboro's faithful peace officer. I've lived here my whole life and have had plenty of experience fending off ghost space, so there's no one better equipped to ensure everything goes smoothly during your stay. I kind of love that. I'm trying to find a price to rent this house, but there's nothing yet. But Okay, so now we get probably, again, one of the more famous scenes in Scream. We get Randy's Rules. Randy's mm-hmm. rules. Rules to survive a horror movie. Come on, hit me with it. Uh, oh, never say I'll be right back. Yeah, yes. I remember that one. Um, don't have sex. Yeah. Yes. And don't do drugs or alcohol. Don't drink or do drugs. Don't be a virgin. <laughs> Which is solid advice. No, oh, be a virgin. Don't, don't be a virgin. And <laughs> never say I'll be right back because you won't it's be a death dead. wish. You'll be dead. Yes. <laughs> and this is where we get. The farewell of Miss Tatum. Okay, oh, I want to talk about this death because it's <laughs> it's unrealistic. I mean, not that most of these. Not look at how squished movies. her boobies are there, though. Uh, she was nipping oh. that whole movie, that, that whole scene. Yes, <laughs> I paid attention. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, if you ever, by some godforsaken reason, got caught the sensor would have shut down. Like it wouldn't have done what it did to her. It, you would have survived that. And she probably could have made it through that door too. So but I it, think... sh- it just shows what happens when people panic. And I don't doubt that someone would try that. True. Mm. Now, my next question to you guys is like, what killed her? Did it like snap her like spine? It crushed it her face. Cause I've seen the uncut thing. And then it okay. crushes her head. No, okay. it crushes yeah. her head. Okay. Yeah, but it snaps her neck uncut. as well. There's a few more frames, and you actually see her head get crushed. It's very plasticky looking and fake. Yeah. Okay. But like she's she's. It was pop. one of the edited deaths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Death scenes. I yeah. always just kind of assumed it snapped her neck, but. You know, and got... Sydney breaks the cardinal rule here. She oh, gives okay. it up. Oh, she oh she gave it up. She gave it up. <laughs> she gave it that up. skeet D. That she did it. She got skeet deep. But I love even now, even now that she that everyone's like billy's not the killer she's still putting it together she's like that'd be a smart move if you if you use your one call to call me 
How do I convince you that I'm not a killer? <laughs> well, hello, you are a killer. Because Billy then gets attacked by Ghostface. Oh. Right? Red herring. Anyway, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome chase scene. Shows that Sydney's not an idiot. Runs it, runs, breaks fences, gets stabbed in the chest. We get rid of um, our poor cameraman as well. He goes bye bye. Yeah. Do we feel bad for the cameraman? Who, what was his name again? Kenny. Kenny. Okay. Kenny, okay. Kenny, Kenny? deserves Did you love Kenny in Scary Movie version? Get off my foot, fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying justice for Kenny. Gail was just not good to him. Gail's, Gail's a bitch. That's the point. Gail's but- a bitch. The ten second delay. Think she hated Kenny though. She she just was a bitch to work with. I don't think she was horrible though, because I think she was genuinely she's quite career driven, and that's the whole yeah. point. She's a six. She's a, a career driven woman, which in the late nineties, early nineties was a, was a bad thing. It made you a bitch. Yeah, it made you Melanie. <laughs> um, but the ten second delay <laughs> thing was used really well. I thought. Mm-hmm. And the whole Jamie, he's behind you, Jamie. <laughs> mm-hmm. cute. Your name's Jamie and he's yeah, behind you. That's cute. I love it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Netta. We're, get, we're Netta. getting to the good part now because <laughs> we're getting to the big reveal. Um, we get Gail and Dewey driven off the road by yeah. people trying to go see a hanging principal. Yeah. But they discover Neil Prescott's car in the bushes. So we are still to assume that Sydney's dad is floating around somewhere, which mm-hmm. is cute, I guess. But um, you know, Sydney see Sydney finds Tatum, um, and then she also finds a stabbed Dewey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then Billy and uh, Stu and Randy, like that. The panic of that scene, even last night, I was like, "Oh, this is believable." Like I believe that that would happen. You know, when there's bodies just popping up everywhere and people going, "Oh, trust me, trust me," and then she does. The one smart thing, she chooses herself. Fuck you both. <laughs> and shuts the door. Like, good girl, Sid. Oh, I just I just love when uh, he reveals, like, he's not really stabbed. Just... Yeah. Because up until that point, shot. has any, any, like, final girl ever sort of been put in that predicament where they... Like a Sophie's uh, Choice moment. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> like they did it in in Friday 7 a little bit with Melissa. And Melissa actually said, fuck you both to uh, Tina and Nick. She chose herself, but she chose wrong. She opened the door and a fucking axe hit her in the head. But, <laughs> well, look, Sydney chose wrong too because he ends, her, her boyfriend ends up being a psycho killer with mm-hmm. his friend. Yep. Oh. And Randy now, was Here's the question. So Randy here's the question the for you. This character duo was originally based on the idea of the serial killers Leopold and Loeb, who were homosexual lovers. Yeah, I can see it. Do we think Billy and Stu were a bit... Curious, I don't yeah. think it had to go to like homosexual, but they obviously had this very. There's something. There's bond. something weird going on, especially yeah, it's when it's not normal. All right, when... they were touching tips. When Stu reveal when uh, Billy Docking reveals the the um sword fighting, when Billy reveals the affair between Sydney's mother and his father, Stu had no idea. Like you get, like yeah. he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on here? So it proves that you know, old mate was the mastermind, and like 
But you could also see that that Billy had his own plans. He was going to kill Stu too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. when it got he, to Stu it. Stu was going to fucking go. Stu was just got down to it. But and he, he was going to go down him. for the killings as well as Moby Daddy. And again, oh. Sydney, Sydney slash Nev, the acting here, impressive. Like, you see her deal with that information in real time. Mm-hmm. But how about does, this scene, though, Steve? You're she does well with the glassy eyes. She, she likes to hold on to that too. Wait, yeah, you're getting way ahead of yourself. You're getting way ahead. Getting way, oh, you, way ahead. You, you missed oh, whoa, 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 the whoa. best part of the movie. Yeah, probably the best part of the movie. Oh, because they reveal that they're going to stage the whole thing and be the survivors to get revenge on Sydney's mother, who is dead. They're going to take out pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we have a very interesting and very edited down um, knifing of each other <laughs> to give themselves wounds to, you know, correspond with being attacked like everyone else was. Mm-hmm. Katie can do it. Oh, oh wait! Oh sorry! Wait! I was doing the wrong you're, one. I was like, you're you're, 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 you're yeah, so you're dead. Yeah, dying here, man. So that's not it yet. That's later. Stu, Stu nope, gives us it. a good. Stu gives us a good like comic relief in these really tense moments. It's like yeah. I'm dying here, man. <laughs> so they reveal Sydney's father, who has been kidnapped and is going to be framed. Um, then we get. Miss Gale. Miss Gale Weathers. The reporter comes to. Wait a minute. Find Someone's on YouTube, dipshits. Burns <laughs> your plan. Saves the day. Except she didn't take the safety off the gun. No, and she got fucking punched she pretty got, hard. She, yeah, she got, <laughs> got axed. Poor Gale got axed. But do you know she what? She got gave full, Sydney, like, tombstone. Gave Sydney almost. the chance that she needed to get out <laughs> over there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sydney's not a. Sydney's not. A wallflower. She took that chance and went, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm going to get knife. I'm going to get my dad. I'm going to get the voice stranger. I'm going to get the phone. And I'm getting out of Dodge in like split seconds. So more power to Sydney. I mm. love when they come back in and the, fo- the phone call. Are you alone in the house? <laughs> <laughs> it's a call the police. We're on your side, motherfucking asses. I was like, yes. She called and, the police. And she then what, she did what every person in the movies fails to do. She called the police first. Mm-hmm. The police are on their way. And then, and then Stu then, says, Did you really call the police? You bet your sorry ass I did. My mom and dad are going to be so bad at me. So fucking good. <laughs> so good. How do you not love that line? And it's Billy, so I don't know. I think believe it though, because Billy thinks she's in the like couch for some reason. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get we get the the one of the fuckier moments of the movie when he's hunting Sydney, and out of that closet she comes with that umbrella. I've never Ooh. felt something in my chest like that before, but mm-hmm. uh, you're like, oh, not once, but fucking twice. Yeah, she was. Can you off. imagine being stabbed with a blunt umbrella through the chest <laughs> twice? I'd prefer not to, but okay. Sydney I mean, in full uh... ghost face, get up. Yeah. Then we get we get out our, our um. I was had a thing for you, Sid. Stu moment <laughs> where he, he tackles her again. She can fucking take a hit. Mm-hmm. 
She fought a lot. And you know what? Nev, Nev is believable doing it too. Like, mm. I don't know how much of her stunt work she did, she did back then, but I believe that would be her. And we get the TV death. Yep. Ooh. That big old TV. And for everyone that's like, oh, I don't think that would kill you. Would I kill don't you. think you were alive in the 90s to realize how heavy, heavy TVs those TVs were. were. No, dead. 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 And I by all means, it, if you don't think it could kill you, by all it. means, go and exp- yeah, experiment. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't believe this theory that's been floating around since Scream 1 that Stu is still alive. It was one of the movie scripts that Stu is still alive. And I'm sure it would have been mentioned by the fourth and... sequel. I, Look, I can't. Unless that's what's back coming, back, coming up. He'd already be back. Ooh, that's, like, well, unless that's what's coming back up. For three, I who knows? And I can't remember what happened. But wouldn't they know if he didn't die or not? Like oh. he would have had a funeral. Well, he was like... in Scream too, so. He was. He was supposed okay. to come back in three, but the script got the... leaked and they changed yeah. it. Something like and that. It was Colin either two or three. And yeah. <laughs> uh. Whole big, whole big thing. So everyone's dead. Everyone, well, we think everyone's dead. Randy shoots back to life. Gail shoots back to life. We're all good. Just yelling at my pussy, sorry. And then, you know, the killer always comes back for one final scare. Oh, Randy's fucking face. <laughs> and we get the boss-ass line. Not in my movie. Yeah, bitch. Fucking Sydney capped his ass. Saves the day at the end. <laughs> Dominates those two fucks. And <laughs> we get to see young Dewey alive. Yay. Yeah. Dewey Yay. survives. Yay. Yeah. Do do. So, so we've got survives. a cool cast now. We have four survivors that go into the next survivors. Film. And look, <laughs> if there was any doubt, and I don't think there was, because this movie did start off very, very slow at the box office because of when it opened in America. It was December, so it's not really prime horror movie time. One mm. of the uh, best-performing films. Yep. For a budget of 14 to $15 million, it made over $173 million. It became the highest-grossing horror movie after Halloween. Yep. You know, what, uh, you know what movie dethroned it as uh, the best-performing film in December's? What what women want dethroned it in 2000. <laughs> what women want. And you wonder why we want to think see people this. get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about that. You've got this scream and then you get Mel Gibson trash dethroning it. So, of course, December 20th, 1996 was the premiere, was the release date. We had Scream 2 by 1997. Yep. Because it released no here what in say, early they 98, were ready 98 to go. Australia. Mm-hmm. They were ready to go. And well, they, I remember reading it. an article back in the day when they said once it, st- once it hit, like, um, it doubled its budget, their screaming sequel, and then all of a sudden it was 90 million gross, 100 million gross, and they were just beside themselves. They never so the expected step, it to be what it was. The script, the script of Scream was sold with a five-page proposal for sequels. Yep after I mean, it but there we... was nothing guaranteed but i think as soon as you double your budget especially back then mm-hmm. for something that was you relatively gotta small sequel. you got a sequel baby oh. these days you gotta have a sequel oh and you know <laughs> what that's a sequel done correctly and we will talk about that 
again very soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of Uncensored Horror, we got to go ratings. Let's start with Luke this time. I would give Scream 1, as far as a slasher film, five out of five scary ghost faces because I think you couldn't do it better. It really hit every mark. It hit the humour right, hit the tension right. It had really, like, well-rounded characters and it had that mystery to it, that um, old school, like the original Friday the 13th, like, who's the killer? And it was done as a whodunit slasher properly and made it palatable to uh, an aware audience. Mm-hmm. And a new generation as well. Teen. Katie McCarthy. Oh, five out of five. hundred percent. Just, just what Luke said. It's, it's so well done. It hits every mark. I mean, it's scary. It's funny. It's sexy. It just, no movie could do it the way that Scream has done it. And no movie has done it the way Scream has done it. No movie has hit that mark uh-huh. yet. And they no never will. Movie. No you slasher can't. movie. Yeah. Well, uh, fine. No slasher movie. No movie will. No movie can. <laughs> oh, I'm five out of five as well on this one too, guys. I just, I think it was an absolute instant classic. And it, it, it will go down in history. It's one of my all-time favourite movies. I've introduced my son, Jaden, who's 12, to this now. And <laughs> while well, we've been catching up to do the shows and uh, he, he's loving it. So... I am, um, yeah, it was so well written, so well done, and kept you guessing. And look, I love a good slasher. Mm. Mm. Totally. And I'm going to join the five out of five club. I think if you were ever going to show someone horror movies, I think this belongs up there with Psycho, Halloween, Friday the 13th, part two. These are, these are slashers to the core. It's smart. It recognises what's happened before it, but also expands on it, flips it on its head. The acting, there is not a bad cast member in this movie, even though like someone like Henry Winkler did over overact a little bit. <laughs> you gotta have that. You gotta have that kind of break in there as well. Um, it's iconic for a reason. Like there is a reason why Jamie Lee Curtis recently interviewed Nev Campbell. They are the scream queens. Do you know what I mean? As as Katie said, nothing has come close. There were so many imitators that have tried to to replicate scream and what had happened. It's just lightning in a bottle of the right cast, the right director, the right writer. Everything fell into place. So I think it's universal. If you have not seen Scream, Vera, do yourself a favour. Vera has We've got clips of that that are going to make it to the Christmas <laughs> reel. Don't worry. And don't be surprised <laughs> if you see us back very, very soon. We're going I to be just... going to college. We're going to be all kinds of saucy. We're going to all get a bob because that's what we did in the late 90s. Everyone's getting a bob. <laughs> and we will see oh. you um, at college next week, guys. So keep it creepy, you know. Stay fresh and whatever you do. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the door. But most importantly, don't scream.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.